Welcome to podcast number two of the Echo Cast. I am Bond Diesel, maker of mediocre screenshots and bad YouTube videos, but kind of cool interviews. Is that fair? I do have a guest today with us. It is this giant zit on my forehead because I'm 29 and I still get that, so that's fun. Um, for anyone listening to the podcast, that won't make any sense. Just imagine a giant pimple on my forehead. So at this point, I don't care. I've given up on appearances in general. So podcast number two, the series continues. Episode two, the sequel to the first one. It's like Far Cry 5 minus three. So we will start um, this podcast the way I plan on starting most of them. Uh, the agenda today is the intro, which I'm doing now. A quick state of the game recap uh, with a little bit of news, if you guys haven't heard already. Uh, some The division news, maybe. Community news. Some speculation talk, which will be the majority of the of the podcast. Some outside gaming news that I kind of want to talk about. Mostly it's what I'm personally interested in. Maybe you are as well. Uh, and then a wrap up. So, I <laughs> hear something. I don't know what it was. Okay. So, intro. Done wasting time. First thing, court. This is kind of stuff that's going on with me. So, if you don't pay attention to my Twitter, uh, you will not know that I got selected for jury duty on Wednesday. Uh, and the way that the situation worked out is it was literally the last day I could have been picked. Uh, we do a three-month on-call, basically, for court where I live. And I've been called five times. In the first four, I didn't get called. And then literally the last possible day, which was Wednesday, um, I got called up. And of the five cases I sat on um, that I could have been picked for, it is easily the most boring and... Um, it, it is what it is. I can't talk anymore about it. Uh, I, after Tuesday, when I'm supposed to be done, um, I can talk a little bit about it. Um, but it has been a, uh, I don't know, it's been interesting. So I'll uh, maybe uh, during the podcast next week, I'll summarize that situation and and uh, give you a, a preview of adulting if you haven't done it yet. Um, another thing I wanted to mention is that it's a holiday weekend. Uh, for a lot of people, it starts tomorrow on Friday. Um, for Easter this weekend. Um, tomorrow, I have a volleyball tournament tomorrow night. Um, according to the stream schedule, I don't plan on streaming. Um, I'm probably going to stick with that. Uh, Saturday, I'm doing some family stuff in the middle of the day. There is a slight chance for a stream um, Saturday evening. Sunday, I'll be gone um, in the morning and in the afternoon. Maybe a stream at night. We'll have to see. Uh, Monday, I am off and not doing anything. Maybe we'll do like a six, seven, eight hour stream. Um, or maybe I won't stream at all. I don't know. We'll see. I'll put out a schedule on Sunday. Uh, and then next week should get back to normal. So, uh, and the last thing I want to talk about with the intro is if you watch the first podcast last week, um, I spent the last few minutes of it talking about how I was disappointed uh, to not be selected for star player. Uh, and but how it was cool and I had no problem with it and I was gonna survive and 
and how I was happy for everyone else. Um, and then what, maybe five minutes after I ended the podcast, uh, they were all in here. Uh, all the, all the star player people, uh, and the Ubisoft official account, which was insane. And they, uh, offered it to me. So if you hadn't already heard, if you didn't stick around after the podcast last week or check it out at all, uh, I stuck my foot in my mouth and looked really dumb and I am perfectly okay with that because it resulted in me getting for a gamer, um, one of the coolest experiences you can probably have to get sponsored by a game company to go check out, uh, E3, like all expense paid, you know, uh, and then on top of that, as a division fan to get to go to E3 and see the sequel of the game I've played easily more than any other game in my entire life, uh, get revealed live. So, um, you know, it goes without saying, um, I am insanely excited about that and I, um, uh, I can't wait. So, um, so yeah, there's that, uh, still kind of cracks me up. Still not really sure. Um, you know, I don't know. That was interesting. So let's see. So the next thing on the agenda is uh state of the game recap so i'm sure a lot of you guys already know um the only significant announcement today was that they are um releasing the 1.8.1 uh patch on april 12th which is a thursday so you know you're not looking at your calendar wrong um they are releasing a patch on a thursday instead of a tuesday uh, I assume there's a reason for it that probably doesn't matter. So, um, the thing to keep in mind uh, for everyone, uh, the big updates are the new loot drop um, tables, uh, the way that you know div tech changes, um, classy changes. Um, that even includes my next point: the the global event caches. The nine hundred dollar nine hundred credit cache is going to be gone. Um, and it will be replaced by a specific gear set cache that you can use instead of using the superior cache. The difference being, I believe that the gear set specific cache can only drop one item where the superior can drop up to three, including exotics. So, you know, big deal for a lot of people, including myself after I uh, ditched all my gear a few weeks ago. Um, I'm excited for that. Uh, the two new global events will be loaded in. Um, I, I was kind of curious about that detail. Um, I wasn't sure if they were going to put the first new global event in 1.8.1 and then put the second global event in 1.8.2 and that like if 1.8.2 got delayed for some reason that the event would also get delayed. It appears that may not be the situation. So that's exciting. Um, so we'll have access to those and I imagine I wouldn't be surprised if that, um, if that global event, uh, may start that week, but, um, I would be less surprised, um, if it started like on, on the following Monday or something like that. So boom. Now specifically, uh, the 1.8.1 patch, uh, should be very exciting for anyone who purchased pointing at me. An Xbox One X, uh, this patch will finally include the 4K update 
that we have been uh, looking for. Um, so Petter kind of stumbled through a little bit what it exactly is going to give us. Uh, but from what I could gather, uh, it's basic uh, texture improvements and stuff like that up to the 4K range. Um, the 4K designation. And I believe um, I saw Ultra HD as well, which is nice. Um, uh, keep in mind there's a difference between UHD and HDR. Um, and not a lot of people have HDR yet, or some do. Maybe you have lots more money than I do. Um, but UHD is a lot more um, common and popular right now. So super exciting stuff. I know for me, I'm crazy excited about that. I've actually slowed down my screenshot production a lot and actually may end up going back to some iconic locations to retake screenshots um, that I really want. Um, I already have it in you know 1440p uh, size. Now it'll be nice to actually get 1440p resolution. So excitement for anyone through Xbox. I know I'm excited. So I hope uh, any of my uh, 1X uh, buddies out there are pumped as well. Um, it's going to be good stuff. So uh, let's see. That's it for the state of the game recap. Uh, for the division news, I don't really have anything um, specifically to the game. Uh, at least as far as I know, we haven't had obviously any division two talk. They're pretty stuck, um, which I get on making sure not to drop any major news until E3 which I, with extreme bias and hopefully not salt in the wounds, um, am crazy excited that I'm gonna be there to check it out. Um, I'm still wrapping my head around it. Um, I still really don't get, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't wanna act like, I, you know, I'm obviously crazy excited to get picked. Um, there's people uh, who are still getting notified. I believe Remy from, uh, uh, the bombshell jackets just got notified today if I saw that correctly So apparently if you haven't been picked yet, maybe not give up complete hope. It looks like they're still trickling out a few invites um, Yeah, so I Don't know I, that's about uh all the I don't really have any significant division news quite yet um, As far as I could tell we haven't heard anything more about the shields for uh, point two quite yet um, and we still don't know what the two legendaries are going to be in the second global event. Uh, or no, with the second patch. The point two patch. Um, I'm speculating pretty hard that it's going to be um, General Assembly. I feel like they kind of hinted to that when they showed the first two. And then it's anyone's guess what the fourth one's going to be. Um, I've seen people guess Lexington. I'm going to... I'd put money on it not being that, but you never know. It could be anything. Um, uh, let's see. There's been a few. I hope they do Madison Field Hospital. I would love to see that mission um, get some kind of big update and make it fun to play again. Um, to me, that's like the ultimate send-off is to go back to that first actual mission we played beyond the police station in uh, Brooklyn. So... I don't know. That's me. So the division community news. Um, so uh, as well as my acknowledgement at the beginning of the of the podcast about me getting offered star player immediately after I had talked about how it was okay that I didn't get it during the last podcast. Um, this time I have 
Uh, I'm not even going to bother naming all of them because there's too many. Um, but a crap ton um, of people that I think most people would know fairly well in the Division community if you're fairly involved. Um, almost everyone I can think of has been invited at this point. So um, what I've even been seeing the hashtag of uh, Ubi3 uh, spelled uh, U-B-I and then capital E and then a 3 because um, at least uh, from my approximation... It seems like Ubisoft is making a pretty bold statement, or at least attempting to, um, by having a crap ton of us uh, attend. Um, and I cannot wait to rock my Division swag every day. So, um, yeah. So, congratulations to everyone else who has been invited. I do still know there's a few uh, a few snubs that people are upset about, and I think that um, I think some of them are pretty reasonable. Um, I also do caution. I've seen some people mention some like really big streamers who they don't understand why they're not getting invited. Um, they uh, people need to maybe remember that those people may already be sponsored to go um, for other companies, or that they've already been uh, a star player or or invited as a star player. And and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I'm under the impression that you cannot be invited twice under the same program, or that they just don't do that. So. You know, think about people that you've seen at E3 for Division before and maybe realize that they may not technically be allowed to go. Um, the second piece of community advice I or community advice news I wanted to talk about was to throw out a huge um, congratulations to SitRep, uh, the SitRep radio podcast. Um, they hit their 100th ep episode. Um, if you don't know those guys, um, I highly suggest checking them out uh, between them between Bombshell Jackets, between all of the podcasts that Hamish has done, and I binged um, a ton, uh, well, all of the Division ones, and I've been binging um, Bombshell and SitRep lately. Uh, that's what inspired what you're listening to right now. So um, congrats to SitRep. Those guys are awesome, always really supportive and cool with me. Um, yeah, the, you know, check them out if you haven't already. I believe they had Cal and Sage. Um, on their show for that for that uh, anniversary or whatever milestone, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I highly, highly suggest checking them out. Okay, so now we're on to my favorite part of the podcast uh, for me because uh, I've already been talking. Uh, now I'm going to talk more. And it's going to be about stuff that we don't know anything about and I just get to guess. Uh, so the, specu the, the Division 2 speculation part of the podcast... So this one's going to be a hair different than last week where I had one subject I talked about. Um, I want to talk about two things this time. The first one being a subject that came up last night during stream, which I think ended up sparking off a, um, a really good conversation. Um, but I also have a point to make about the conversation in general. Um, and the conversation included people who I think... Um, many in the community may not typically look at as maybe the most open-minded or um, the most uh, non-toxic. If he's here hanging out, I think he'll appreciate that shout out. But um, we, so basically we sparked off a conversation last night where I stated um, that I think people need to be very prepared for the division two at least in the PvP aspect of the game, assuming there will be one, which I think it should be guaranteed. I mean, 
I guess you can't ever promise anything, but it, it'd be, it's going to be there, right? Let's just, let's just go with it. So my point was that I think people should be prepared for a extremely, extremely, extremely large shift. Um, I did a video a long time ago talking about each individual skill that we have access to and how I think they are all evidence of the type of game we are supposed to be playing. Um, the type of game that more resembles the PvE type of game than, uh, than even close to what PvP is in this game. Uh, for full disclosure, I think the PvP is basically hot garbage in this game. Um, and, and, and I don't say that in a... Uh, in like a derogatory way or in like a um in a nasty way um i highly suspect if i got a personal conversation with um devs and stuff like that that i think a lot of them would probably agree with me um one point i see people bring up all the time is the devs aren't even pvp players why should they be the ones in charge of pvp and i think what you need to consider is that maybe they are pvp players they just realize that the PvP in this game maybe isn't where it's supposed to be. That's pure speculation on my part. So the point I was getting at last night was that I think people should expect uh, face tanking unless maybe in very certain circumstances, uh, build-wise or skill-wise, I think people should expect face tanking to be completely wiped, to be completely unviable, and to, to basically not exist. And I think people should highly expect that even in the PvP side of this game, that they should expect cover, and not even necessarily being stuck to cover, but you know, using you know, not just running up to people face to face and just blasting bullets into each other's face until one of your procs of whatever gear set you're using doesn't win. <laughs> you know, I, I really think. Um, that people should expect the essence of, of the game we play now to be in the Division 2. Um, I really hope that's the case, but I think they should expect things as drastic as the complete gear system, um, everything about the actual PvP combat, and maybe even PvE to a point, um, the gear, the weapons, um, the, the way that skills and talents and stuff are selected and work, attachments, mods, all of that stuff gear sets classy gear sets I, I was basically just getting to the point of saying I think people should be prepared and expect to barely recognize some of that stuff in the in the sequel um, I think it'll be easy to connect lessons learned in this current game to what we see in June maybe depending on how much we see for all we know we're getting like a 30 second trailer now, I hope we're getting a lot more than that. I hope we're getting some extensive gameplay, new system explanation, stuff like that. City, plot, factions, stuff like that. But I just, all I basically was saying last night was that people should expect just to be familiar, but surprised by how drastic I believe the changes between the current game we're playing and what the sequel is going to propose. So what that sparked off was a conversation um, between some pretty heavy PvP players or exclusively PvP players, um, more balanced players like I'd consider myself, even though I mostly do PvE at this point. 
um, and then straight PVE players. And what was interesting is we actually came to a reasonably fair middle ground of what rogue mechanics should look like, of how skills should be used and stuff like that. The thing is what I'm, um, what I'm not looking to do right now is talk about those things. Maybe I'll bring it up in another, maybe the next podcast or something. Cause we had some really cool ideas. I really liked them. And even people who I didn't really expect to like them were actually like, Oh, that doesn't sound that bad. What I, what I do want to point out is that, um, I, again, going back to my original point at the beginning of this rant, don't think so small. I, I see a lot of people right now looking at the division one and being like, well, I want the division two to have a better sorting system in the inventory. Um, I, I really think it um, doesn't make sense to think like that because I would expect to see a completely new inventory system. Well, I want the the gear sets to be balanced and classified to either not exist or be balanced better. I would maybe expect to not even see gear sets um, to see that replaced with a completely different gear mechanic. Now, let me point out in the middle of this rant that this is all just speculation. I have no idea. We may end up seeing the exact same game with some cool stuff added on. I don't know. But I, I'm just throwing out what I think people should be prepared for. Um, you know, they should make HVTs more interesting. Maybe we won't even have HVTs. Maybe we'll have a completely reworked LZ system, or maybe there won't be an LZ. Maybe the entire map is a dark zone, but in different parts of the dark zone, you can do different things. So that's, that's what I really want to encourage. I want to encourage people to, to think, you know, I want, I want the G36 to be better. You know, I wouldn't think small like that. Uh, if you watch Marco's video about the division two, um, I really think it's, um, I think it's important to realize that a lot of this, the quote unquote small stuff, um, like network issues, like a lot of the basic issues, I think everyone can agree on those. Those should just be fixed. Like those aren't things that we really should even speculate on. I think that we should just assume they're going to get fixed. And if they're not, we can address it then. But then when it comes to, game mechanics, features, missions, raids, um, incursions, all that kind of the, the DZ and how the DZ works, crafting, materials, story, all that stuff. Um, I really highly encourage people that when they, when they're saying, well, I really want this one exact little tiny feature to be different in the division two, um, based on the current systems we have, I highly encourage to, uh, I, I highly encourage people to, to maybe step back, look at the big picture and think about how they may not focus on that one little change you're thinking of, but consider like, well, what if they change this whole system this way? Um, I don't know. That's just my suggestion. Now, in a completely hypocritical move, the second part of the speculation uh, section I wanted to do here for Division 2 was talk about guns and balance. <laughs> So I'm going backwards on my own point a little bit, kind of, um, I've seen suggestions. I've seen all kinds of suggestions, get rid of burst fire weapons. Let us select the fire rate, stuff like that. Add the P90, add, you know, 50 cal Barrett sniper rifle. I don't think, I don't think you'll really find many people who will say the division doesn't have enough different types of guns. 
you, you can. I'm sure you'll find someone who would say that. But I think you'll find a lot more people who will acknowledge that it's not the the number of guns. Obviously, there's some really popular um, kind of pop cult, pop culture guns that are missing that people want the p the p90 guns like that. But what I what I think we should strive for when we're asking for stuff for the sequel or for Division Two is is not seek out so much specific little changes like how do we make the SA58 better. But but worry maybe more about the the guns as an entire game mechanic because you have to consider that um, where where other RPGs and games kind of like the division like Diablo stuff like that um, those games all have a lot of different ways for different types of players to interact with the world around them specifically with the enemies um, if you think about the division the one significant way to interact with the world around you in the division is your gun so whether you are a 10,000k electronics tactician even then at the end of the day the main way you interact with the rest of the game is with your gun even though you're spitting you know you're shooting out spitballs and then obviously you know in similar story you know if you have like a non-classy predmark uh, or striker you know, if you if you had a high end build with ten, you know, with nine thousand stamina, you know, your your main way of still interacting with the game is with that gun, and so I guess with me with the division two, what I really want I really want to see is that no matter what type of role you're filling, um, which is a whole different discussion, is the roles and games. If anyone saw my tweet um, to Weezer today, he made a good point, and I kind of made a counterpoint that I think is also valid. Um, and it's a whole different talk, maybe in two weeks. But um, I, th I think people need to keep in mind that you know gun balance isn't necessarily going to be adding in the one gun that you've always wanted in the game. Um, gun balance and, and the way guns are treated in the sequel, um, I think are going to be really interesting because if you think about the current state of the guns, there's there's a there's a couple guns that are tip top tier. Then there's like a few guns that are a little below that that are like usable, but at the end of the day, if you really want to be serious, you're probably using one of those couple guns at the top. And then there's a bunch of guns that if you're using them, you're just doing it for fun. And I'm the first one to admit, I love doing that. I love pulling out a UMP 45 and using it in some PVE missions. It's fun, it's a cool looking gun. I love that gun from every other video game I've ever played. I like it. For the Vector is another good example of that. Not really the meta gun, you know, you're probably better off with an MP7 or an MP5 or, you know, whatever you choose to use. The house, obviously. But I would just, again, it's it's kind of making my point again for myself is think big, think bigger and um, and go from there. So, uh, so there you go. There's my Division 2 speculation rant for the week. And um, I promise I will have... Uh, much more of that coming so if you like it be back for it uh the last the second to last thing i want to hit here um is just some general gaming news um as many of you guys know far cry 5 has been released um i'm currently playing it i actually plan on starting with that after i'm done uh with this thing um it's really good i like it a lot um if you played far cry 3 i didn't play 4 or primal but it reminds me a lot of Far Cry 3, 
except um, not as repetitive in my opinion. Um, and just a it's a it's a deeper world that you're playing in. I think um, the the main criticism I've seen of the game um, is that the story was kind of built up to be this like really controversial, like really stiff or very um, judgmental look at uh, like cults and extreme right wing you know beliefs and stuff like that from reviews I've seen and comments I've seen from people who have finished the game and even my personal experience yeah you know you see they they threw in a couple like liberal insults and stuff that were meant to be like kind of you know sarcastic I guess uh, I, I personally don't think they pushed it far enough and you know without getting political I have zero desire to do that in relation to this channel but for me I felt like the hype of how controversial it was gonna be um, at least so far for me hasn't really lived up uh, now to be fair um, I've grown up in areas not too dissimilar from the the, the type of place represented in this game uh, and while it's definitely a caricature of, of those types of places I don't really find it to be all that offensive or anything. I think it's kind of mundane, at least so far for me. Um, but I don't know. That's my opinion on it. Sea of Thieves um, came out. Uh, I, you know, I'm still seeing people saying like, "Oh, I love this game. It's super cool. It's amazing. Love playing it with my buddies." Um, but I think maybe we're seeing a little more of that. Like, maybe it's not as deep. You know, it's as, it's as deep as a pancake. You know. Um, lots to do, big world, um, but maybe it's not quite as deep as people thought. Now, I had that feeling from the game before the game even came out, but I will say that it still does appear to be the type of game where if you can get two or three of your buddies together to play it, I'm sure it's a friggin' blast. It's but it's one of those games that it's kind of made me wonder like, will it stand the test of time? Will those two or three buddies you always play with? Not get distracted by a Far Cry 5. Not get distracted by the Division 2 when it comes out. Not be distracted by the next Madden game or FIFA game or whatever. You know, like whatever they typically play. You know, if you start losing friends to that, you know, are you really going to matchmake? Is it really a type of game that you want to meet random people with and play with? Maybe it is. I haven't played it. I don't know. But um, it, there's been some interesting feedback on it. And then... An interesting thing that came out this week is one of the contractors who worked on the game during development about and, uh, and hadn't seen the game in about the last year um, came out and kind of made a statement of like like we like people involved with the game were like kind of saying like hey this it's kind of boring there's there's not really a lot to do a year ago when they were let go um, probably because their contracts were just up but maybe someone else has more details on that. Um, but that maybe there were some warnings, um, and and I think kind of similar to even the division and stuff. You know, the the week before the division came out, a lot of the issues that we ran into, um, I have full faith that there were people who knew that those issues were going to come up. Things with the end game glitches, bugs, stuff like that. It's just at some point, there's only so much time, and there's only so much money, and there's only so much manpower. So you you do the best you can do, right? Um, so I, I suspect, you know, it's probably a similar situation with CFEs and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. That, that's going to be an interesting game to track the life of. Um, I, I still think people are going to play it and enjoy it. The problem is, is that I really felt like the last couple of years, that game was really being portrayed as 
Well, PlayStation 4 has God of War, and they have, uh, you know, Horizon, Zero Dawn, and they have The Last of Us. Well, hey, everybody, we have Sea of Thieves, you know? And, and I think, at least in that context, when you're just talking about exclusives and how Xbox is trying to catch up in that game, um, I would say they failed. I, I do not believe that a game like Sea of Thieves is that blockbuster exclusive that they were kind of touting it to be and that it seems like it must have it was supposed to be because at least right now i can't think of any exclusives that people are as excited about as anyone is about the last of us 2 you know um there i assume there'll be another halo game at some point uh you know forza is a great game but it doesn't really have that same pull um i just I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious to how that how that's all going to work out. So, um, and then a really fun transition. How about No Man's Sky coming to Xbox? So, um, if if you weren't paying too much attention, Sea of Thieves was getting a lot of the same, a lot of comparisons to No Man's Sky. Which, if you don't know what No Man's Sky is, it was touted as this procedurally generated universe that you could explore. That had all these crazy amazing things you could do and all that well when no man's sky came out it was possibly the most disappointing game i've ever played i bought it and then uh, within about 20 minutes logged off of steam or and returned it and got my money back because i had seen a bunch of the stuff about it people complaining and i was like eh, i'll give it a go i'll see if it's really um, and it was cool it was really neat for like six minutes and then you realize like oh man there really is nothing going on here now one thing to point out is that one, I don't think Sea of Thieves is in that same condition. I think Sea of Thieves gave people exactly what it said it was going to, where No Man's Sky proclaimed a lot. No Man's Sky gave, had a whole lot of promises for years and did not live up to home. Uh, in No Man's Sky's defense, since it came out, I believe that there's been some really big patches that have added some base building and all kinds of cool stuff but it's i mean that's probably the best example of a too little too late situation right i'm sure there's people who play it i'm sure there's people who enjoy it but it definitely does not seem you know um, i don't think that the comparisons between sea of thieves and no man's sky are fair but i i get them to a point so no man's sky on the xbox go nuts i guess <laughs> um the next one is a similar story. Uh, the Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, I believe it's called, is coming to the Xbox, which is super exciting. Uh, kind of annoying that it took so long, but you know that's how those deals work. Um, and the fact that it's coming at all is really exciting because um, I was a psych major. I work in the psychology field, the social work field. Um, so uh, if you've read about that game or watched, watched any of the gameplay, um, it's really cool. It, it, it's a neat game. And if I remember correctly, it was made by a relatively small studio. Um, and if you look at the detail and stuff like that that they did and, and the depth of the story and stuff, um, it's pretty impressive. And the last bit of non-Division gaming news I wanted to chit-chat about real fast was, um, I don't know if you saw on Reddit or anywhere else today, but uh, the Jurassic World Evolution game has... Um, actual gameplay trailers. I believe they had a pre-order trailer come out um, where you can start pre-ordering the game. 
you know, everyone's got their own opinion on that stuff. I'm not going to pre-order it. But what I will say is that they have an actual gameplay trailer out now or, or gameplay video where you can watch, I believe it's one of the devs and someone else playing the actual game and running you through kind of the beginning, how it works. Um, and it looks really cool. There were a lot of people who were worried it would be like really shallow and um, simplified so that it would appeal to the average movie goer or whatever. Um, and from what I've seen so far and some of the reviews um, I've seen from people who have touched it, who have touched the game, um, they're really excited about it. So supposedly it's a, it's a, it's a deeper game than maybe even I was expecting. Um, and when it comes to natural disasters, weather, the animals breaking out of their enclosures, the civilians or the, the, the consumers who are there um, managing all that stuff, having all the right systems in order, all that. Um, I, I think that's going to be pretty sweet. And I believe Jeff Goldblum has voiced a ton of the stuff in it. So if you want some uh, some throwback to that, uh, apparently he's appearing in the next movie as well, um, even if it's only momentarily. So you'll get your Jeff Goldblum fix when uh, Jurassic World Evolution comes out. So, now we'll wrap this stuff up a little bit. I want to play some games anyways. Um, the last little bit of information I wanted to throw out there, um, and I want to make sure that I point out right now that I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm not trying to say anything like that. Um, but I did, if you weren't paying attention to me on Twitter, is I got a... Uh, Mostly dependent on two huge hosts from the division um, stream the last couple weeks, coupled with um, my average viewership without those uh, hosts, uh, about quadrupling, if not, or tripling, quadrupling over the last couple weeks. Um, I got the button on Twitch to apply for partner. Now, what I do want to point out really closely. Uh, or and, and very uh, honestly, is that I know other people who have applied, um, and we're pulling like double my personal average without the host, and they got denied um, because they were still kind of host dependent, getting big hosts from other partners and big channels and stuff. So I went into that um, application uh, assuming I will not get it. Um, but at the end of the day, it was there. I met the requirements as they lay them out, and I went for it. And the worst thing they can do is tell me no. What I will add is that what I did is that I linked them every single other piece of content I'm working on, explained it, talked about the star player offer, talked about you know a lot of stuff that I'm doing or have done or am going to do. And um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I applied, I think it was on Tuesday, or I believe it was. Um, and they, they, they say they reply within seven days. Now, I'm hearing that they may it may take them as long as two to three weeks, if not longer, to reply. You know, Again, I'm not expecting to get it either way, not quite yet. I think maybe we can eventually make that happen, but, we will, uh, but we'll see. So, um, but that's my news. That's all the news as I know it. That's the other game news. Um, that's about all I had for this one. Um, we will be back next week with another episode. I will be posting this to SoundCloud, YouTube. Um, I'm going to try to figure out how to get it onto iTunes and a few other places. Um, but uh, for now, uh, that is the conclusion of the second episode of the Echo Cast. This was Bond Diesel. 
this here I'm pointing at it was my was my zit to accompany me during this episode. And uh, until next time. <laughs>